0: Welcome to the Boss Up Podcast, a podcast dedicated to living the good life.
1: I'm Michael Moreno, a 38-year-old business owner, father of three girls, husband, and the Moreno Family Chief Security Officer.
0: And I'm Lindsay Teague Moreno, 39 years old. I'm an author, speaker, mom, and wife. We believe the combination of your marriage, relationships, finances, spirituality, health, and work are the six cornerstones of a good life. As a team, we've explored what it would look like to change everything and demand more in all of these
1: areas. We're about to take you on an audio journey of our story and everything we have learned through the really amazing and shame-filled parts.
0: As a couple, we've been able to shift our mindsets around challenges and see them for what they really are, lessons that will help you build the life that works for you and not the other way around. So grab your partner, life or business, your favorite beverage, and get ready for a dose of reality. Oh. And we love Jesus, but we cuss a little. Now is the time to hide from your kids. All right, everybody, we're back for another episode of the Boss Up Podcast. Michael and I are here. Today, we're gonna talk to you guys about one of my favorite things. And Michael has actually gotten in on this a little bit. Oh, I love it. A couple of years ago, I realized I was only reading business books. (laughs) And I I, I was dumbfounded because I love to read. I read a lot (laughs) and I needed something more fiction to read. (laughs) You needed
1: a break. Something for
0: fun, right? And so I actually joined, a friend of mine sent me a link to the Book of the Month Club and I joined it and I've gotten a new book from them every single month for the last few years and I love it. The books are hardback, they're only 10-15 bucks a month I believe. You can get great deals when you sign up so I will put a link to the Book of the Month Club with whatever deal they have going on in the show notes for you guys but if you find yourself only reading nonfiction or if you're bored with what you're reading or you need something to stimulate your mind I find a book to kind of get lost in is a great way to do that kind of detach and have some time for yourself and it's a great way to kind of learn about other things I'm really into historical fiction right now I'm learning a a ton about the way we lived (laughs) in times when I was not alive so If that sounds interesting to you, the link for that is in the show notes. I find it to be the best way to get hardback books at the lowest price.
1: It's been a great, great great. program.
0: Favorite book right now that you read this year?
1: Oh, Where the Crawdads Sing.
0: Yeah, that was a really good one. That
1: was, and and, uh, All the Light We Cannot See so far. That was so great.
0: Super good. I'm in the middle of reading Tom Hanks' book with the short stories right now. It's amazing. He's a great writer. I've loved it, and it's not as political as I was afraid it was going to be. And I loved The Nightingale, I loved The Great Alone, both by Kristen and Hannah, and both of those I got on Book of the Month. So, go grab it. Hey, welcome back to the Boss Up Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Michael. And we are so excited that you guys are back with us. I'm really pumped for this format. Today what we're going to do is kind of change things up a little bit. And in, rather than having a podcast where we just kind of give you information, and this is how you do this, and here's the steps... What we want to do is kind of invite you guys into our bedroom. Not in that way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not in that way. In the
0: completely Come platonic on. way. Come on. <laughs> Where you can get kind of a glimpse at how we communicate together. Yeah, how we talk. And so we decided that we want to start with what I think makes life worth living. And to me, the thing that makes life worth it, the thing that I think the point of life is, is to create connection with other human beings. And so it's really important to me that we have really good relationships. That doesn't mean you have to have an amount of good relationships. It doesn't mean that all your relationships have to be good at the same time. <laughs> That's yeah. certainly not the case for us. No. But I think the most important relationship to start with is your marriage, your partner. Whoever your partner is, whoever you are married to, whoever you have decided this life together, we're gonna do this as partners, that is the person you should be investing into the most. And to be honest with you, none of the other parts of my life are worth it. All the work that you put into all those other parts of your life, none of that is worth it if I don't get to share it with Michael. And I hope that, I know that now, but I hoped that always through our marriage that he felt the same way. But there were times when I wasn't sure, and Mm -hmm. that was because we weren't communicating. And so what I want to do is kind of walk you guys through our journey to this next level in our marriage. Our marriage was never bad, where we were like, this is it, we're done here. There was Correct. a couple conversations where I thought maybe maybe we had pushed too far on the marriage. Maybe we had done all that it could do, but overall, the next day that wasn't the case. Yeah, but right?
1: overall, I thought we were there. We were. a we very happy yeah. relationship. We were. I, I thought yeah. we were peaked is yes. what I thought.
0: Yeah, and I had felt like we did this thing where we were happy, 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 and then every I'd say once a quarter. Once yeah. Once a quarter, once every 3 months.
1: We'll just have Michael our... and I
0: would meet in the bedroom for a all out war <laughs> with one another. And I eventually got to the point where I was like, this is this isn't right. This I don't think everyone has to do this. Now, that's the environment I grew up in. I believe that was the environment Michael grew up in.
1: Oh, well, mine was worse. I thought the way I was doing it was <laughs> normalizing it. I thought I thought it was a very healthy way. I thought, okay, hey, if we're great for like three months at a time and we have a blow up, but we could recover well from mm-hmm. it and learn from it because mm-hmm. we did learn from everyone. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, is that healthy? Because both of us grew up in such an unhealthy environment mm-hmm. that I don't know what healthy looks right. like.
0: Yep. Yep. And so I think we had to discover that. And I think thinking through, Hey, this is what I'd like it to be like. If I got to have an ideal world, Mm -hmm. I would love to have the kind of marriage where we don't have these blowouts once a quarter, where I have to be worried about what am I going to say wrong that this person is going to take wrong about them, and then this is going to cause this huge thing. And both of us had so much ego in the game that what the other person was saying always affected us, right? It was like always just like about us because we're just such selfish assholes. Well,
1: completely. And Lindsay and I are both like, we're very opinionated. We're very strong in that aspect i yeah. mean we, we really are yeah so it, and we're very very stubborn so it doesn't help when we're both like that yeah and then we we both fight and we fight with passion you know it's not we're not fighting just to be jerks to one another We're we're fighting because we're passionate about the reason we're fighting and that we think it's so important to the marriage that the other spouse hear us right mm-hmm.
0: yeah hear me hear me yeah yeah, but what about but me? But it's the
1: ego. And it's typically my, my ego would get me into trouble a lot because I would let myself emotionally charge up. And then as I would emotionally charge up, I'd emotionally shut down, put up a wall, but I'm still just firing yeah, shots, up, right? Yeah. And I knew that wasn't right. I didn't like that. I didn't like having to apologize for the words that you reminded me I said. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was one Right, And it was accumulating. But I thought, hey, doing that once a quarter. Yeah, that's good. That's That's a heck of a lot better than what I thought. But I still knew I wasn't fighting right. I wasn't fighting fair. Um, So that was something I was trying to change. Mm
0: -hmm. And I felt like there's an opportunity here to be known by someone. I have a lot of shame in my past. A lot of shame. A lot of shame over stuff that I have no business being ashamed about. Stuff that happened to me. I feel ashamed about stuff that I had no control over that I feel ashamed about decisions that I made without all the information that I feel ashamed about. The list is very long. And so I had not been honest with Michael about a lot of the stuff in my past because I was ashamed of it. And I just thought, well, I'm just not going to bring it up because how is that going to help anything? Right. And I didn't realize that you had to actually process through your shit (laughs) in order to not have it affect Every single thing that you do,
1: but I was guilty of the same.
0: Same, right? And we both were. And I, I think I recognized early, hey, if if we're going to be able to have this relationship where we don't blow up at each other every quarter, because mm-hmm. I don't want that anymore. I'm over this. We're adults. We're capable. We're competent to do better than this. This is not how I treat anyone else. I've never yelled at an employee like that. I've never yelled at another human being like that. Like why would I, mer- why would I do that to my spouse? Right, the person I'm supposed to love the most. So I felt like I had this, this feeling that there's there's more here but that it was going to take it was going to be a process to get there. And so I kind of want to tell you our story of of the process that it took and how many uncomfortable, really hard nights we had to have to get to this place where now we have our, our time together in, in the evenings, and it's really good. And I'll tell you that we have not had any kind of a blowout. So right now it's April, and the last one that we had was in December. And we will talk to you guys about what happened in, in December.
1: Yeah, and we've had disagreements. Sure. But we've just talked the through The
0: communication them. is better leading up to the confrontation. Correct. And therefore, it solves itself easier because we're able to see oh hey i was i was screwing up here oh hey i was wrong here oh hey you are taking this the wrong way you're making this about you and it's not really about you and so we we've been able to get to a place where we can actually have this conversation with each other and hear each other when we're heightened emotionally and it's been a real benefit to our marriage
1: changer yeah Yeah.
0: and and we actually like each other a lot better so we're going to talk to you guys about the events that kind of led us to this place and i would say that Early on, I knew that I wasn't being honest with you and that I wanted to be loved and accepted for fully who I was, but that I was the one that was holding that back. So for the longest, for the longest, I would say the first five years of our marriage, I would say that I knew there was another level here, but that I thought it would just come to me. About five years in, when I started working on my business really hard, I knew that there was another level in our marriage and I wasn't willing to put in the time on it because I was busy, Right. And then, as soon as that business kind of backed off and it started to become self-sufficient, that was when I was really like, "There's another level here, and I have to bring it to myself. It's not going to come to me. I have to go seek and seek it, basically." And I think that was kind of like my first inkling of, "I'm going to have to talk to him about this." And you would say the first time that you thought, "Oh, this things have to things are going to have to change," would be.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I heard you talking and making mentions to me, but it didn't really come up. For me, I didn't really hear you. and really know where you were coming from until the Disney cruise. We were on a Disney cruise and one night at dinner. 2017. 2017. And one night at dinner, we were with some friends and Lindy started talking about theology. And that was something that I don't know a lot about. I'm not well-versed in theology. I'm I'm learning now. I grew up religiously in a house of religion, go to church every Sunday, but I didn't understand, didn't learn, didn't hear anything. So I am now. But at that, I, I felt left out of the conversation. And so then I just started picking up things and started just throwing little jabs at Lindsay throughout the conversation. And then somehow... I don't know exactly. You fill me in yeah, from there. Yeah, I can't remember what how... happened. Some,
0: somehow we had this conversation. So I was having a conversation about theology, which I think Michael felt
1: I, I, well, less I, than,
0: not enough. Well, yeah, you, no, did not, well, you didn't know how to add anything to the conversation. So felt I, I had nothing
1: of value. So I was just, sh- I, I, w- I was sitting in silence, mm-hmm. uh, which for me was like, okay, it's. Over the little guy's head, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that said something about you to you, right? Yeah,
1: to to me, I'm like, oh, yes. I'm I'm a child right. here right now because I can't add value to this conversation, right? Right.
0: So a couple of things were said in front of our friends, which I neither of us like to be embarrassed. Like, let's be honest. I think Michael Correct. felt a little bit embarrassed, and so at that time, the way that that I think your response to any kind of feeling was I'll just make that person feel the same way so they understand how I'm feeling right now. I,
1: exactly. I'm not going to tell them I'm just going to make, make them, them feel, feel that way. way. Oh. And then we could both share in this emotion together, right? <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, so Extremely he healthy. Says, said a couple things to make me try to try to make me feel stupid during the night, which worked. I did. I felt stupid. And honestly, it would I was never trying to leave him out of the conversation. It was just a conversation you didn't have anything to add to. just add had to.
1: a natural conversation. It was nothing she did.
0: And then afterwards, there was some miscommunication after, and, and we ended up getting split up on the cruise ship, where one of us went back to the room, the other went to the bathroom, and then neither of us knew where the other one was. And it made a small flame of oh. a fight <laughs> yeah. into a bonfire of a fight. And that night, things were said. <laughs> we were up all night. yelling at each other like listen we were sharing a room with our kids even they were asleep as far as we know but it was a it was not my proudest moment as a parent or as a wife or as a human being it was
1: one of the worst nights of our marriage
0: it was bad we actually discussed divorce during that night and it was Mm -hmm. the first time that that had come up where it just it got so bad so fast where i felt like okay we have a mountain of problems that we haven't dealt with here And they're all coming out at one time. And I remember feeling buried by that mountain.
1: And I felt trapped in a corner.
0: Yep. And I felt
1: like it was all me. Like everything was my problem.
0: Yeah. I don't remember
1: feeling that way. I think at the time, I think remember feeling like, oh, how is this all me? How is this all my fault? And at the end,
0: I felt like we've got so many problems. I don't know that I can fix this. I don't know that I have the ability to fix what we have going on here. Like I... I might've messed this up. And, and I, I didn't expect that conversation or fight with him. I don't think neither no. of us expected that, that was going to happen. No
1: one goes on a, on a family vacation anticipating <laughs> a fight Disney where Cruise. they might discuss <laughs> a divorce. I mean, if you do, that's a wild vacation you plan, but uh, it was next not what I do.
0: That was next level. And that was the first time we talked about that. And that scared me a lot because I love Michael and, and I, I, it. I don't want to be divorced. I don't want to divorce him. I want to be with him forever but that one was just really really bad but because it felt so bad it made a huge impact on both of us yeah and the long-term effects of that night are still with us now three years later we're going on three years later this march
1: yeah we still hate it we wouldn't trade it for anything i mean it was something that had to happen because it was the night where we we did discuss divorce, mm-hmm. and like I said, I've, we
0: put ourselves into that situation. What would happen if we were? Yeah, we, How would that we really
1: leaned into it, and I hated it. I, I hated, hated it. it too. All I ever wanted was to be a husband and a father, and that was a decision. You know, I got I I was really at a decision. We're, we we both were left with the choice: do we go down this this road of uncertainty and mm-hmm. work with this stuff and stay together and fight for each other and fight for our daughters? Or do we take the easy way out, pack up, and leave, mm-hmm. and then deal with which actually I say is way harder, deal with that fallout, mm-hmm. right? Instead of really going down and doing, putting in the work. And mm-hmm. I'm glad, I'm glad, and, and I have no doubt. I know we were going to go down the hard road, mm-hmm. uh, you know that we thought was the it hard. hard, and and we did, mm-hmm. and we decided to go down and go through this together and see what happens to come and how we come out of this. Yeah. And I'm glad we did. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that night, I mean, like, listen, I wasn't, I was not blame free that night. I certainly said things I should not have said, did things acted in ways that I should not have, you know, I did the stonewalling thing, which I think women do where we're just like, well, I'm just not going to freaking talk to him. Then I'll just pretend he's not here. Right. And that's just never. Okay. It's a form of manipulation. And I, I wasn't proud of myself for doing that. So certainly there were, there were, Problems on both end of that. I don't want to, yeah, we to make this sound like it's just, it was just Michael's fault. It wasn't. Now how it started, I don't believe it was my fault, but, it but where it went, I definitely participated in. So after that, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, we have so many more problems than I thought. And the one thing that I felt like was constant during that time, during when all of this stuff was coming out was, well, I guess we hadn't talked about that, or I guess we never finished that conversation. I guess we never actually solved anything. We had fights, we would not talk to each other, and then we would move on on. without having solved anything. And that is not the way to live a life. It's not a way to have a relationship.
1: No, well, and I I think because for me, it was like, okay, we would get real heightened emotion. So, okay, we're we're done. I don't want to bring it back up because I don't want to get heightened emotion. Instead of saying... Hey, we already had our heightened emotion. Let's have a we, logical we, conversation. We now have had time to 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 think about it. Let's come back and discuss. Yep. And I think that that's a better way. I think, but we also had ground rules. We did in the beginning, where if there was an argument, after twenty four hours, we don't bring it up again and discuss it. And that actually kind of came back to bite us a little bit. It did, and that just came. Right now, as I was talking about this, is I remember, Lindsay, we had that rule. Well, you don't bring and, it back up. And, and actually, that rule of not bringing it back up was detrimental. We thought it was working, and we used to tell people, it's great. Be because we it. don't
0: talk about those After things. After 24 hours,
1: you squash it, right? Like, you, you say what you're going to say in 24 hours, and you squash it. And we'd recommend that to people. We unrecommend. it. Well, I do. I, I, I would say that, it.
0: I would say I would recommend it only if you're using your words as a weapon. So if, you, if the well, way you're bringing it back up is as a weapon, is as proof in your next fight, it's off limits.
1: And if you're incapable of of coming back around after some time and having an actual, actual conversation, conversation about it. That's I, the real problem. I, I do get it because Lindsay and I were both very emotional, so mm-hmm. we would get really like heightened, like really emotional. I would always, I would tend to say things I would regret more often than not. Well, but I think you would
0: say things that you didn't mean.
1: I really didn't mean I was just trying to hurt. But by not coming back to him when we've gotten all the emotion out, we didn't really fix the issue. Yes, we never
0: actually fixed it. So from there, I was like, okay, not only do we have a lot of things to communicate with, but number two, I also, I don't think he knows me or he wouldn't feel this way, right? He wouldn't make what I'm saying right now about him if he knew me and that I don't know you thing. That was really hard to swallow. It was really hard to go to bed at night feeling like there was not another human being who knows me. I am not fully known by another person, and I do not want to die like that. So immediately, I feel like after, after that night, the next day, we have clearer heads. We're less emotional. Absolutely. We're both very scared about what happened the night before. Uh-huh. I woke up. I, I woke up having not slept hardly at all and like devastated.
1: Yeah, and I was, I was terrified. I, I really was. Cause that was the, I think the first time that we really, it was. And it was the, the only time that yeah. we got there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and the next morning it's just like, gosh, what happened? Yep. And I think we just, I, I went to Lindsay and, and just really opened up and was just apologetic and and yeah, really, and we kind of
0: just agreed yeah. to fix it, right? So from there I think we realized oh there's some big problems here that we need to actually address. And from here it was okay, the one one road that we're deciding not to take is divorce. That means that the road that we have to take is counseling.
1: Yeah, and I'm the one that brought that to the table, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm the one that said, "Hey, I see it. I need to do it." But it still it was still something that held me back for a little bit I mean well, was, I mean look
0: I think you have some trauma we yeah. haven't really talked about that but I, Michael has some trauma around counseling and which kept him from thinking that that would be a viable option to actually help instead what I believe he thought was that it would just be another way for him to go and be humiliated
1: i yes and and as much as I wanted to go and as much as as much as I saw that you how much you were getting out of counseling even from Previously, right, previous, yeah. you were getting a lot out of it. I, I never did, so I was fifty fifty on it then. Yeah. But I knew it was something that it was important to you. And that night, it really made me say, "Wow." There was a lot of stirred up emotions that that came up. That you kept saying, "You're dealing with it, Michael. You're dealing with it. You you're fine. It's not affecting anybody." But it it was, it it had been affecting everybody. It's it's been bringing toxicity to our relationship, yeah. just slowly seeping in there, and then it finally came to a head
0: and i think i think another thing that might have been scary that we haven't talked about and and i think would be a good thing for people to actually know especially when talking to a spouse about counseling it's a really touchy subject is that the thought of saying yes to counseling is is going for many people going to a stranger who they don't know don't necessarily trust and then spilling their guts about the things that they haven't talked to other human beings about the things that they're the most ashamed of so I can't imagine anyone would be real excited about the no, possibility it, it, of no. that. And, and it is and I mean, a scary thing. You a bit. And, it,
1: and it was a scary thing. It, it really was. But I knew, like, right, that was my lowest point in my marriage. And it was something that I have to fight for my marriage. I, I, I said that from the beginning. I wasn't going to marry anybody that I didn't see myself with until I died. Like, yeah. that just wasn't, divorce has never been on the table for yeah. Lindsay and I. It's never been discussed. It's not something that's thrown around loosely. I mean, it was really heavy. So that's like my darkest time in my marriage mm-hmm. is is that word got thrown out there. So that makes me say, Wow, something deep has to change. Yeah. And and I really did start down that journey of change. Yeah. I just didn't go immediately into counseling.
0: Yeah. And I also wanna say that about this, the conversation around divorce as we were having this conversation, there was a point in the conversation where I felt like my boundaries had been violated and I had to look at myself and say to myself, will you stay in a relationship even with someone that you love who is willing to speak to you like that? Because to be honest, it, was, it got nasty for us in there. And I had to step back and say, is this what you would want for your daughters? Is this the example you would want for your daughters? If your daughters were sitting here right now would you want them to stand up for themselves and say i will leave this is over right or we're going to fix this and and i just i knew that if my daughters were there i would want them to stand up for themselves and there are plenty of things that michael has had to stand up to me for for ways that i've spoken to him things that i've done or decisions that i've made that have hurt him right and there are times when i'm sure he has had to evaluate is this the kind of marriage i'm going to accept for myself will i accept this behavior towards me and no one should be accepting abuses Mm-mm. no one should be accepting abuses i don't i don't care how they come you should stand up for yourself and say i will leave this because i value myself more than apparently you are valuing me and and so i think you can never say divorce is off the table, <laughs> because if someone starts abusing you, you need to be able to say, I'm going to stand up for myself. And both of us had done that in that oh, situation. Well,
1: abso- a- absolutely. Like, I mean, of course, if anything is past, you know, crosses the line, yeah. divorce is, is there. But
0: now if, th- if we're talking about physical, that's a whole different story. If we're talking about physical abuse, that is an immediate removal from the situation. I'm not, I I take no, there is no if, ands, or buts. Somebody puts their hands on you. You remove yourself and your children from that situation if you can. So that's not what I'm speaking of. I'm really talking about how someone speaks to you. You have your boundaries. Make sure you stick to them. Don't allow someone to talk down to you or speak ill of you or to you if that's a boundary that you have. Hey, I'm not going to take this. I'm worth more than this. And you should stand up for yourself. And that night, we both stood up for ourselves that night. And that's why divorce was on the table. Now, we decided to take the other route and go the counseling route. Michael agreed.
1: That's what we were going to do. I even brought it to the table. It wasn't like Lindsay put it there. I mean, it was something that you had been suggesting I do for a while now because you obviously— Saw i just that, believed in it a little y- bit more. yeah i don't you have trauma it. around well that. well and you you probably saw like there were some underlining issues with me that i wasn't seeing yeah you know so i mean but it was that night where it was really it, it was finally it was my decision Yeah, saying it wasn't like okay if i'm gonna save this marriage i have to tell Lindsay what she wants to hear yeah. it was literally like if i want to save this marriage I have to deal with this baggage that I've been carrying around that I've been oblivious to.
0: And I was saying the same thing to myself. It's time for me to fix this, right? And then it became the harsh reality of, I think Michael was like, oh, well, now I have to deal with something that I I Mm. haven't talked to her about, right? And so the next step, the next painful step, and let's be honest, they were all painful. The next painful step, Michael got really honest with me and vulnerable with me one night and told me some stuff that he had never told me before from I his never, past.
1: Never told anybody. I, I never actually even put the words out, uh, out of my out, mouth. Out, out of the out loud, mouth, yeah. You know, that it, that even I could hear, so.
0: And that was tough. So one great thing that Michael does when he's about to tell me something that may be vulnerable or hard to say or filled with emotion or, I don't know, just something that's difficult, even something that's, you know, that maybe he feels some shame around is he prefaces what he's about to say with what he wants. And I, as a receiver of the information, am so grateful because he'll tell me right up front, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want you to say anything. There's no way you can fix it. I don't want you to try to fix it. I don't want you to comfort me. I don't need any of that. I just want you to listen. And then I want to go about our business. And then I know how I can respond and respect his boundaries better because he's told me. And I think we should be doing this with our kids too. Recently, I I saw something that that made me kind of sit up and that was to ask your kids, do you want me to help you? Do you need me to um, step in? Do you want me to listen? Or do you want me to give you advice? And I think that that would clear up so much of our miscommunication because as adults, I think we think, oh, we'll just fix it for our kids. Even for our spouses, often if Michael comes to me and is upset, I want to fix it for him. Or if I'm upset, I I can see and feel Michael want to fix my problem. But that's not always what I want, and so it's really good to come forward and ask for what you want right up front. So the next thing oh, was you. Michael going forward with his information. You have anything to add on that? <laughs>
1: no, no, I have nothing to add on my information. <laughs> that was really
0: tough. It was tough. We were actually yeah. on a trip together. We were on
1: a. It was our our fun trip.
0: Our fun trip. We do a fun trip every year to the Super Bowl when our business does really well, and it was our Super Bowl trip last year. We've had some really unbelievable times on our Super Bowl trips, but. This one in particular, I got some information that I hadn't had before and, and the kind of information that that just smacks you in the face. And I remember feeling gratitude that he would tell me. I felt like I understood him on a completely different level. And I also felt like he trusted me. And if he trusted me, then I can trust him with my stuff. And I started I started thinking about how it would feel to come forward with information like that and say, say the thing to someone. And I, there's plenty of things in my closet that I hadn't said to Michael. There was plenty of things that I had not said out loud that I just didn't trust that he was ready to hear. But that, that specific moment made me feel like, okay, maybe we're getting to that place where we can say anything, where he can actually know me. And from there, the next painful step was going to tony robbins
1: yeah yeah no and and you know going to tony robbins i i was a skeptic going in we watched the netflix special and and i liked what i i I did enjoy what i saw and i i knew going into it it was going to be a lot of work it was going to be very long days but i also was still wondering was this what i saw on netflix was yeah. that real, or was yeah. it for the cameras, yeah. right? Yeah, and
0: so I was I was all in. I was ready to go because I was ready for someone to kick my ass. Yeah. I needed someone to kick my ass, and I needed to jumpstart what I was doing. I was feeling like I was drifting. I was kind of lost in this place during this time, and I needed we'll some direction. For the
1: whole year, you are looking for a mentor.
0: I was. I, I mean, I'm still like <laughs> – anyway – so we, so we decide we're going to go to Tony Robbins. I, I'm like, I really want to do this. Will you do it with me? He says yes because
1: honestly, yeah. I I felt if I didn't, you know, then I was going to be left behind. I mean, in our marriage, right? Yeah. And I had already committed to working, you know, self improvement really with yeah. you, and and this was something you were excited about, mm-hmm. and you 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 had done your homework about, um, and you were ready to go into it. So. Yeah. I loved you and this was something that, you know, I knew I needed to work on my,
0: yeah. uh,
1: on myself. So I, I, I God, went, I went as a skeptic.
0: I don't think I would have gone, um, to be honest. I don't think I would have gone if you hadn't said yes to it because I would have been too afraid of us growing apart during that time. Yeah. Well, we were at this like, like vulnerable yeah. stage that was I felt raw. like yeah. we had to grow together. It was really imperative that we grow, grew together at that time. And I would have been afraid to go and change my life dramatically or come back on fire for something new and have you not get it at all. Mm-hmm. It would, I feel like, bring us back to where we were when we were first fighting about my very first business. Oh, man, yeah. And I, I wasn't willing to go there yet. So so thank God. He says, yes, we go. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, it, it really was. I mean, it did, change. it did change a lot of things for me. I what mean, would you it, say the biggest change? It gave me tools. tools. It gave me tools. Meditation. Uh, It gave me tools of kind of getting out of my own head, like different things that I could use techniques to get out of my own head, which we showed our daughters. And now it's helped them. Right. It helps them change their mood. It helps them in school when they're in tears over math, they get up now and dance and laugh and Mm -hmm. get back down and with a new attitude and change their mindset. Yeah. So it was there was a lot of breakthroughs in there for me. Yeah. So much so much so that I forgot. Ninety percent of everything, except for like the tools, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it really, it really did give me forward momentum to seek and feel, you know, feeling accepted to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, It did make you face some stuff. Yeah, because I got really raw with you there.
0: Well, and I think also, I'll tell you the thing that I came away with the most grateful for was within the first two hours of the conference, whoever you're with. If you ever go to a Tony Robbins thing, whoever you're with, it doesn't matter who you're with. If you know them a little, you will know them a lot by two hours in. Yeah. And not because you're communicating with them. You're not. But because you're doing some things that are a little bit wacky and out of your comfort zone and feel weird, like you're making noise and you're like taking up space on purpose and you're you've, you're screaming and singing and jumping. And, and, and it was the, Michael and I, we had never been like that before (laughs) together. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't even dance at our own wedding together. And then we were in this room jumping up and down, dancing and screaming together. And it was like, we were just thrust into it for (laughs) hours and it was super scary at first, but within two hours you get into it, you get used to it. And what that did is solidify. There's nothing I can do to look more stupid (laughs) than I did at Tony Robbins. So who cares? Just say the thing, do the thing, act how you want to act, because this is who you really are. And that is what we want to share.
1: And don't apologize.
0: Right. So Tony Robbins was difficult, uh, but we did it. And we left there with a completely changed mindset and much more comfortable together. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) we did. So when we when we left Tony Robbins, I think what happened there is, you know, the days were about 12 hour days and then we still had homework at night. But I think in there there was just so many things to discuss and break down that you you had to be vulnerable. I don't know. It was just you were so filled with yeah with energy and and work that you in order to make any steps for yourself, you had to be vulnerable with someone and, and really discuss And even your, to strangers. Like crap. a lot of people
0: were with strangers. Yeah. But we chose to do it together. Therefore we had to look at each other and do some stuff that's embarrassing and feels oh, yeah. weird say things in a weird way and yeah, like
1: and yell and
0: yeah like i mean there it's a bunch of nlp stuff which i'm super grateful for led me to searching out an nlp therapist which is neuro linguistic processing and it is a form of therapy and it's basically rewiring how your brain works how your mind works the how you process information
1: at, at, a, at, at At the rate you're processing it almost.
0: It's amazing what you can do with NLP. And I knew I wanted a counselor who was thinking differently, who thought like that, Mm -hmm. who didn't think, hey, for 10 years, I want you to come and whine about your problems every day, Mm. who instead I would go in there and whine about my problems for five minutes. And he would smack me and say, you're thinking about this all fucking wrong. It's all wrong. Right. And explain to me how I should really be seeing this situation so that I can I can actually live a life that's fulfilled and happy. And and Tony Robbins led me to a counselor here that was like that. But it didn't happen for I probably, probably about six months until after we got back. About six months after, I was finally like, okay, I'm ready to start. And in between there, I had this overwhelming urge to get closer and closer and closer to Michael. And we were getting closer. We were talking more than ever. I think that's when our mm-hmm. talks really started. It's when we started getting vulnerable with each other. And opening up to each other and talking about our past. And I wanted to become even closer. And for a marriage, I believe you can get really close by talking to each other and getting to know each other. But there's another component to a marriage, and that is sexual. And I knew that there was a gaping hole in the sexual side. Not because we weren't doing it, people. Not because it wasn't satisfying. Not because we weren't both getting what we wanted every time. We were having regular, normal, amazing sex. I know you guys have probably read the article and we talked a little bit about it. But we had a great sex life. I knew that it could be better than great. And I knew that that was the place where I had to focus in order to connect with him on the level that I wanted to connect with him. I knew I was about to say some stuff to him that we needed that connection to be able to say. And so I had a talk with him when we were on another trip in Arizona and I just mm-hmm. said, Hey, I feel like there's more here. I need more. And we had learned to communicate a little bit better at that time. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, Yeah, but it did it go better where better. we, where we didn't get that heightened. Let's fight about this. There was some hurt. Mm -hmm. There was some definite feelings involved. There was some ego involved for sure. But at the end of the day, it was, hey, this is what I need to Michael. And Michael's response back was, I will give you what you need, but I have to do it in a certain order. And I'm not ready to be at the end yet. Can you give me time? Yeah. And of course, of course, I could give, (laughs) of course, I could give him time. At the time, he said, you know, I don't want you to bring it up. And and I can understand that, too. He was working through some stuff. It wouldn't be fair for me to nag him all the time. Hey, why aren't you doing this for me? Or let's do that kind of thing. And I was willing. Do you feel like I did okay?
1: No, you, you you your did. space? No, and I'm. yes, you <laughs> did. I know I was like, no, but I was trying to say, like, no, you gave me. No, yeah. yes, you gave me the space. Um, but I, I was, and, and, you know, I think at the time when you, you know, when you came to me and talked to me in Arizona and you said there was some hurt, right. One is I thought things were good. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's Um, where the hurt was. That's what I mean. Like, I thought things things were great.
1: Like what am I not
0: doing for you? Yeah. Because I
1: I had actually, we, we had put more focused work into that area in the last year. And so I was like, wow, I've, I've really been exploring that. Like I've really been working on that. And, And so to think that I'd put in a lot of work, to know, like, there was still another level was kind of like, man, uh-huh. is it saying, like, I'm not doing enough, right? Yeah. Not enough, not enough. It keeps coming up, right? Uh-huh. So I go to Lindsay, and, and I did stand up for myself. And I said, I'm doing work. Yep. And that's, I was doing work. I was investing a lot of time into myself in our marriage. I was really taking that to heart because it was something that was important to me. But at the end of this, her knowing that, she's coming to me to talk to me about sex right Mm -hmm. and our marriage knowing how hard that must be i heard her yeah i knew that this is important i can't just ignore it i have to address it so i think that's why i even went back to you Mm -hmm. and just said hey listen yeah it was yeah and and i'm working through xyz Mm -hmm. i will get to it it is a priority for me but i gotta fix myself i do remember that time i was just like
0: and I totally I, I, I got can't it. fix yes.
1: any other area until I fix myself because it all starts with me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I had, I had plenty of stuff that I was working on too. That yeah. was just one portion of our yeah, narrative. You had already- where I feel like I got the insight and honest to God, I feel like it was a, it's just a feeling that was given to me. And, and I'm, I'm grateful. I feel like I do get feelings sometime. Hey, there's, there's another level here or there's something else out there for you, or there's something else down there on the horizon. You just need to keep at it and i feel like i i have been given the gift of being able to see that to be able to feel or see
1: you're so good at that
0: down the road to right. to foresee stuff and so if that's my gift then that's a gift that i bring to our marriage and if i hold that back i'm holding i'm holding who i am back and i'm holding our marriage back right and and To be honest, as a female, it was really hard to come forward and say, I need more of this, knowing he was doing a lot of work on himself, knowing I was asking him to give again. And as as a female, it feels wrong to ask for something like that and that might just be something that was ingrained in me. I'm not really sure why. But asking for it and saying the words out loud was extremely difficult. It took me a long time to work up the courage because I didn't want him to think exactly what he did think. I'm not doing enough or I'm not an, I am not enough because that wasn't the case.
1: Yeah. And and that's what I first initially heard. Right. And, and I think you're. You were so on and I hope everyone could hear the emotion <laughs> because it is a, it's a hard subject, right? But who's going to do it? Cause it's a hard subject for a man to come up and be yeah, like, Hey, and I actually think it has I to need, kind of be a woman. It, and then the woman, it's hard for the woman to come up and say, Hey, it, it's hard. Someone has to go first though. And I love that you went first. I mean, I do. I, yes, my initial thought was that and yeah, I, yeah. I just said that, but after you think about it, you say, hey, my wife wants more of me? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> things, there could be <laughs> there worse, worse things, requests. right? I sure. mean, it, there really are. Sure. And, but again, I'm glad I understood you. You understood me. Mm-hmm. We knew where we needed to go. Yep. And and, pretty- and and you do have a great, you know, and that is a good gift. You do see the future of where we're headed as a family, for our daughters, for you in the business, for us in our marriage. But. When I can't see it, mm-hmm. it takes a little more convincing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always see our safety. So Michael it, Michael is our chief safety officer. He always thinks down the road about safety or what we will maybe need or what we might need to be prepared for whatever is coming down the road. He is organized like that. And so when it comes to that stuff, if he ever holds that back because he thinks my ego is going to be hurt by him taking the lead there, which it has been, and, and to be honest, I mean— That's I have a hard time taking a backseat sometimes, but if I don't let him, I'm not letting him service our marriage properly. It is what he brings to the table. It is his gift. And so I need to recognize that and appreciate it for that and and vice versa. And so mm-hmm. and so we have learned now when i say stuff like i feel like this is the direction we're going to kind of trust that gut or when he says yeah. we need to do this to be prepared for that to trust that gut he has the gift, right? And so that was kind of that moment for us where we realized like okay, he can trust that i'm saying this not because i just want to make him crazy and he constantly needs to do better for me.
1: Well, in that you're Lindsay's it's, just being I just, selfish, I'm right? I'm a selfish asshole, right? It's all about Lindsay.
0: But that I just knew there was another level there. And pretty quickly after that, we ended up in counseling.
1: Yeah, because I, I knew, I knew. I I would knew, say within
0: a week, we ended up in counseling. I, yeah, we
1: did. Because I, I think sitting there, I knew, okay, hey, what I'm done, it's going to be slow. It, yep. it, it's going to be too slow for me, too slow for you. And you know what? I don't want to sit here and just... Let all this stuff boil and surface, and, and just think
0: about it every day. Who wants to think about our trauma every day? Just live
1: in it, and then and then try to work it out on my own. I just knew at that point it was like, okay, you've done you've done what you could. Great job. Yeah. Hats off to you. Now let's get to work.
0: Yep. Yeah. So we ended up in counseling, and separately, we've only been to counseling one session together. Twice. Did we go twice? Mm-hmm. Twice together. I don't yeah, remember. the first I time. The first cycle. time
1: was together, because it was kind of like an introduction. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay.
1: We went in to talk a little bit about you oh. and how you could better communicate with me at home mm-hmm. when it comes to being a husband, being a father, and then being a business partner. All right. But then I think after the introductions, I think it went all into, "Hey, let's talk about let's talk about Michael for a moment," and then I just started spewing it out. Yeah, I, think I think it I just, just kind of just kinda came out. So our counselor, he just he does a really good job about sitting down and asking what we want to talk about. And who knows? Next thing <laughs> you know, you next face. thing, next thing, you know, you're just, yeah, you're, 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 it feels like you're in a boxing match because, you know, <laughs> you're every, knocking
0: out smart him, every
1: time you think that, you know, you lined him up for the knockout, he, he comes back to you. And, and I think really what I, I took away from a lot of that, is I was looking at everything one sided, right? I was thinking everything was good. I was labeling it. It's good. good. And, or it's bad, right? Yeah, me too. And, and, and I was only thinking of, right, the worst case scenarios. I wasn't thinking of, hey, if that worst case scenario was the best case that could come out of your worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And so th- I think that's really how he rewired me to think about things is to, yeah, lean into the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm and then what good could possibly come out of that worst case scenario but then also leaning into the positive and all the great things but what what effects negatively could it have on you so looking at everything in depth and taking it to a step to such a level that it makes you want to either fight the person that's asking you to go to <laughs> that level or with me i tend to get really like oh it just brings me down, right? Because yeah. I really put myself there. I leaned so far into it that it actually, there for a minute, it actually happened.
0: Yeah, he feels and all the feels. it takes me a minute to <laughs> shake
1: out of that. But it's helped me to really put myself there and to clear it mm-hmm. for me. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of work that started happening there and mm-hmm. a lot of fast work mm-hmm. even. And mm-hmm. then the second time that we met together, we needed to discuss my situation that I was holding on to for 30 years. Yeah. And, and that's the time it got, it got pretty raw. It was they about two hours raw. in there. Um, me, me and the counselor, he, he saw another level of anger in me that he probably has never seen <laughs> in a patient or client of his. I'm sure. Um, he has. But it, you, you weren't it, as bad uh, as
0: you think you were.
1: It, it was good. That count come. the the second couple's counseling session after I'd done about six seven on my own. Lindsay came back with me and we discussed the situation that I that I divulged to mm-hmm. her uh, at the Super Bowl uh, months previously yeah. um, and so we we started going down that road a little more mm-hmm. and that really just kind of I think just
0: dug up kind of just shit, opened though.
1: up a lot yeah. of stuff that um, one was a digger yeah and that one was. Because you said, because again, you said it. you was said, a good day. It was a sad day. I don't know.
0: But you had the guts to say it out loud to another person. Yeah. I think it was a huge step. But I think after that kind of step, you get that vulnerability hangover.
1: Yeah.
0: And that vulnerability hangover, you I cannot crashed. escape.
1: Yeah, crash.
0: So, closely following that counseling appointment, we have from the smallest, dumbest situation.
1: I, uh, so dumb.
0: The biggest blowout fight this last December. So we're talking December twenty 2019. 2019. We're yeah. talking about 4 months ago. We got in such a fight
1: over, <laughs> over I, it was
0: something
1: so it was so, so dumb. I, it was it was the dumbest thing. And I think it it just felt like I was just coming out of this like hole that i was in after that counseling session our
0: energy we share a lot of energy and and our energy just was not on and it was just a, it was the day we were supposed to go toe to toe and we did and that night you <laughs> you want to talk about no, it or no you,
1: you talk about it okay no, you so, talk about it so, i i suck
0: so we shut up What's wrong with you? So that night we get in this huge fight over something stupid. It escalates, it escalates. And in counseling, we had talked about how Michael and I have different fighting styles. Right. And so like for me and the family that I grew up in, we were like a no elephants underneath the rug kind of a family. There was an elephant under there. We were going to talk about it. We were going to talk about it right now, not in five minutes, not in 10 minutes, not when it's more convenient, not when more people aren't around. We're going to talk about it right now. (laughs) And in Michael's family,
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if, well, no, it it actually wasn't the opposite. No, no, it it wasn't the opposite. But out of that, I said, I don't like fighting like that. Yeah, I did. It's uncomfortable to me. It's very emotional. And I know how I get. I just it's a learned thing. I know that if we go there, I go emotional. I will get to such a high emotional level Mm -hmm. that I get non-emotional and then the wall goes up. And then I don't even know what I'm saying. Words just start coming out to hurt. Uh, and and so that's me. I've learned that. My mm-hmm. family, yeah, they they did the blow-up thing, you know, on, on one side. I think a lot of them are avoiders. On, on, that's on, why another, I said that. on another side, they are avoiders. Yeah, I was yeah. just talking
0: about the avoiding side.
1: But I, I, I've i seen both sides. What I'm saying is my personal is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, can't. I yeah, can't. You've never because, been like that with me. Yeah, because I just, I don't like how who I am.
0: Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, we talk about how he needs he needs some time. So we have a we have a you know we have a disagreement, whatever. Instead of talking about it right then, which I would like to do, we need to take some time. And we hadn't figured that out yet. <laughs> that was our first time trying it, and I failed. <laughs> apparently, at giving him space, I felt like I was doing it. I apparently wasn't, and 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 truly, I wasn't. If he left, then then I wasn't. And so the next step was Michael left he actually got in his truck and I ran out after him and I screamed at him in the garage oh and I God, I'm so begged dumb. him not to leave. Uh, so dumb. I can't believe I begged. I can't believe I begged. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what came over me. I, I don't know why I did that.
1: Well, it kills me. It still kills
0: me. So, Ooh, this one's still raw. And immediate, so, <laughs> immediately,
1: like I, I knew it was dumb and, I, I knew it wasn't the right move, and honestly, in my head, I was like, I'm just getting air.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we just weren't hearing each other. And so he leaves, and I think, okay, he's gone for good. So I locked the house, and I went upstairs, and I talked to the girls, and I was really frank and honest with them. I said, your dad went for a drive. I don't know where he went. I don't know when he'll coming back. he's coming back, but I'm not scared and they said great and they <laughs> went about their business they could have cared less they had no idea they didn't like that we were fighting of course but we don't well, hide and, our and fights from them yeah either. and
1: and you weren't like trying yeah, it wasn't, to have we not were yeah and you weren't trying to have them like make it such a big deal yeah. You were just being honest with yes. them and and you didn't lie to them
0: yes so 15 minutes later maybe 10 minutes later michael calls and it was like 5
1: minutes. It was like less than 5. I think mm, I was trying I to pick call up the you first there. Couple. Yeah, you didn't pick
0: up. I was like <laughs> I wasn't ready yet. So, I was I I clean when I get real upset. So, I was cleaning the house and <laughs> and he calls and I could hear in his voice there was just something that came over to me because I tend to be extremely hard-headed and stubborn. And the greater part of me wanted to say, "Nope, fucker, you left." <laughs> You ain't coming back here, so go find yourself a hotel room.
1: And I would have <laughs> understood. I told her then I would have understood.
0: And But there was a little voice that said, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. Don't throw this away over something that neither of you meant. This is not the thing to, to end this over. And, and honestly, I'm super kind of ashamed that this is so recent. Like, I can't believe that this got here in December. I know
1: December. You say December, yeah.
0: I, I just, I'm, I'm shocked about it. But it was such a wake-up call because immediately I knew that the right thing was to do was to ignore the emotion and just follow what I felt like my gut would tell me tomorrow. And and that was the very first time I did that in a, a situation that was the most highly emotional I'd been in in probably six months. Yeah. So that for me that was a sign of huge growth he came back and we immediately worked it out i would say we worked we it in with it within an hour we had both sat very calmly discussed what we needed to discuss and worked a bunch
1: well we were, yeah and yeah we worked a lot through in and that And said hour. okay
0: here's the boundary here's where it has to stop okay now i can see that here's where it needs to pick up again okay now i can see that right so that we're both feeling like we're getting taken care but of but also
1: we we tracked Yes, it was it started at a minor thing, but we just kept going back and back and the meaning and the meaning and the meaning and and what what happened was is that there was still some shame left on the table. Yeah. I left over at you know, at our counselors that I just didn't rid myself of. Yep. And I was carrying that shame around looking at my my wife and my daughters that look at me as the protector of the family, right? And mm-hmm. I I was walking around with shame. So then when you walk around with shame as the protector of the family, you you start adding more shame. Yeah. Because it's like, and I think I had the strong one. Right. So it was something that I just hadn't cleared yet. That was still on the table is what we found out on my end.
0: Yeah. And I think I had just kind of like moved on with the day and, and I just wasn't even like we were, it was such a small thing that I just didn't think of it as a, you're badgering him. Like stop Like, give him some damn space to breathe. You're badgering him. And, like, I mean, to be honest, most of us who do that, we don't know we do that. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, great. None of us know when we're being, when we're,
0: yeah. So it's a learning. It's a learning process, and it takes some trial and error. Um, But that was, that day was literally the last day we will say the word divorce in a highly emotional situation was that day. That will be the last t- day that that happens. And we put
1: it. That we, will be it. We discussed that.
0: Yeah. And then I would say that the biggest change came. The very next thing was at the end of January. We had really grown a lot and had gotten really close together through that last month. Things
1: have really progressed.
0: Really progressed. And we had we were communicating better than ever. And I decided it was time for me to tell him some stuff that I hadn't told him about from my past. And I was afraid that he was I I was deathly afraid he was going to leave me over it. When you'd say stuff that's vulnerable or that that you're ashamed of or that, that has shame around it, it makes you feel like you're less worthy. And I felt like he's, he's better than me (laughs) to be honest. I don't deserve him. And, and so, you know, those things go through your mind when you talk about this stuff and listen, it's all really super raw It's new still. We're in April. That was in January. But, of course, he handled it like a champ.
1: Oh, not quite like a champ. (laughs) I mean, I did sit outside for an hour in the 17-degree weather, Mm kind of just listening. But I was so thankful that you were honest with me, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we both dug into it. Mm -hmm. We both... Leaned into it, and I think it took it. It took a, about a week. It took a, a couple. That was
0: Tuesday. We left for the Super Bowl two days later. Yeah. So, actually, the next day, I dropped another bomb on him in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I stayed up all night because I knew I didn't tell him the full thing. Yeah. We got halfway through.
1: Yeah. I told him
0: one thing I wanted to tell him too, and I got halfway through it, and I just chickened out. And so then the next morning I, w- I had stayed up all fucking night huh. and I was like, you're going to do it. The minute he wakes up, you're going to do it. When the minute he wakes up, you're going to do it. And I did. I just said the thing. And and he was great.
1: <laughs> that, that, that was the one I was <laughs> like, okay.
0: Like, yeah, I didn't mean, care at all. The
1: night before and, and every, all the work that we had done before, before this with my baggage, with, you know, with what Lindsay was, was, was telling me, that final piece that unfortunately I felt so bad and I, I chuckle at it now, but I do feel so bad because it was so heavy for her and, and and I may laugh, but I'm not taken (laughs) away for how, how heavy this was for her and, and how she'd never told anybody what she just told me,
0: never a you know,
1: and, and I didn't, and that wasn't lost on me that that didn't take away, but how I felt about it, I didn't care. I could care less. Yeah. It was great. I loved her. She's my wife. Love my life. Yeah. So, so that weight, that was nothing. Now the weight of everything else involved in what she told me, I'm here for her. Yeah. I love her. That's my wife. And there was, it's a heavy weight. So I understand why she was up all night. I just, I hate that she was so sad that she was thinking that that would be something she'd lose me over. Because that's not. Neither of those situations would were would warrant me leaving her. Yeah. Hell, you've stuck by me for so, so much crap. Like, I'd leave you for that. That's so ridiculous. But I feel so bad. And I know it was so, such a weight on you. And I just hope I, you always hope you react right when your (laughs) spouse gives you hard news that was hard for them to tell you. And for me, I'm not the best first reaction person. I really am not.
0: So I, I had waited many years. We've been married, let's be clear. Yeah. Almost 13 years. So, we're not new to each other. Yeah, we're not newlyweds. <laughs> we're not new, yeah. Yeah. So, we've been we've been together for a long time and we're just now learning how to communicate with each other and how to talk to each other, but out of being just flat honest about things that you just don't normally want to tell people, these are the things that that your your partner needs to hear about you. They need to know these things. And so like as as dumb as I felt saying this stuff, and as dramatic as I felt, and and as and and honestly, I still feel when I tell Michael stories about my childhood. God,
1: it's, emotional. it's okay, babe.
0: I feel stupid, like like it's not worth the breath. And I think that's the point. I think the point is is that. All the things you think aren't worth the breath are the things that you should be telling your, your partner, your spouse. And those are the things that actually connect you. And almost immediately after our conversation where I was honest, he was honest, where we felt like we finally yeah. got each other, our sex life exploded into a billion pieces.
1: It really did. It, it really looks did. nothing
0: like the sex like we had before, and the sex life we had before was good. It is nothing like that.
1: Yeah, no, it's I agree. It's not
0: good anymore.
1: It, it was really good <laughs> and frequent.
0: It's beyond. But
1: now, that. yeah, it it is great. And you know what? The funny thing was is that a lot of it didn't have to do with actual sex. It didn't. It was just.
0: It was our baggage. And
1: think of all that. How many times you hear that? And and I'm sorry if you're like, uh, oh, that's I heard that's bullshit. That before. That's fine. But you will never get there. You'll never get to that level if you're just riding this off. You've got to fix your baggage. you got to fix your shit.
0: Yeah, because you get this great high after you come forward and you say, just say it out loud. Number one, it takes all the power away from it. And then you feel like, oh, that person knows me and they accept me anyway. Mm. And you get this great high about getting it off your chest and that no longer sits on you. Think about carrying that weight every day of all the shit you just don't say because you think it's not worth it or it's shameful or you're embarrassed of it. We all have that stuff. Everyone has yeah. that stuff. Yeah, You have to say it out loud. And,
1: and, and, and hell, some of this baggage you're hanging on to was out of your control to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: most of it was products that, of our that, environment. That,
1: that, that's the problem. And we have gotten to a uh, such a, a level that I love it because now Lindsay knows absolute everything that I could remember to tell her she knows about
0: me. And we just say it out loud. And
1: and when a new memory comes up, she knows it. So she knows everything about me. There's not a lie that's, that's back there. There's nothing hidden from one another. We are completely naked in front of one another. And that... Is what allowed me. I now see my wife in a whole nother light. Yeah. Which is a whole nother level. Which has improved our sex life. Because there's nothing there anymore. Yeah. There, there's nothing we don't know about yeah. each other. And it's awesome.
0: <laughs> it does feel really cool to be able to be seen. Like I, um, Like I'll tell you honestly that that weekend I stood in front of him physically naked and felt different. I felt different without clothes in front of my husband who has been married to me for 13 years for some reason. And somehow at that time, less ashamed, less, uh, less everything. It was, it's, it was an insane transformation in a short amount of time. And, and it all comes from constantly searching for more out of your relationship, just squeezing as much as you can out of it and not settling for what you have right now. If there's another level there, you got to go grab it. And you start by asking really good questions and communicating and digging up all that shit that we bury. <laughs> just dig it all up and let that person see it. And if they if they can't handle it, they're not meant for you. They're not meant for you. If Michael couldn't yeah. handle my baggage or if I couldn't handle his, we weren't meant to be together.
1: Well, I, was, I always just think about the time is is just put yourself in that place when... You said yes to marry them yeah. and how that emotion, how excited and how the future you were looking for, the love in your heart, all that, everything that you had. And, and I hope for everybody that's right, that, that the day that they either asked someone to marry them or they were asked to, a, asked to be mm-hmm. married, right? That was the heightened yeah. of their love, right? Yeah. So why can't you talk to them? Yeah. This is the person that you literally said, I will it's take a just... vow.
0: It's so easy to grow apart, I think, yeah. when you have kids and stuff and bills and responsibilities. Yeah, in way. And and I think that that I will tell you it's- that I am blissfully happy at my house because I have intentionally run after my marriage rather than just letting it happen through these years when my kids are at home or just letting it happen. And I talk about this in business too. You can't let your life just happen to you. You have to go get what you feel like is out there for you. And if you feel like there's another level, go get that shit. You deserve it. This is your one life you have. And you've chosen to spend it with one person. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> one person. Yeah.
1: I mean, Netflix get, will be there.
0: Go go get that person. Love your time with them. I think you will love your life and be more fulfilled than ever before if you have a partner who you feel truly is your counterpart.
1: I I agree. I mean, during this time right now, I mean, during quarantine, I mean, we're <laughs> we're,
0: we're having a good time. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing.
1: We're I, I don't know. Like it's we're actually becoming closer. Even like I I don't know what it is, but I choose this life with you, and and why not love every freaking second of it? Yeah. And I just want that for other people. So do I. So if do you I. don't have it, got to find it. Go get you it. You've Got to find it. You start digging, man. It's fix. You, got to start with yourself
0: start with yourself and that was what we the both of us had to do and as as much as we try to do it together and try to blame the other person coming right? back to you got to fix your own shit yeah, yeah you gotta right fix your own shit
1: no no no. it's you with the problem it's you yeah. no no it's yeah it's yourself it's you yeah yeah you need yeah. some uh some emotional intelligence there
0: <laughs> it's hard man it's Hard.
1: self-awareness especially when
0: it comes to trauma so oh. don't if you're feeling scared we get it that's normal do it anyway yeah. Do it anyway.
1: When you're scared, that means you, yeah. that's what you <laughs> got to say. Gotta that's the door you got to walk into. The word, the words that are scaring you, those are the words that need to be spoken. Yep. yep. So.
0: We love you guys. We hope you hear that in, in these words, and we hope that you use this information and go and take it and and go live your version of the good life with your spouse. You deserve it. You deserve a happy, happy life that feels fulfilled with all the people that you're with, especially the one you're with the most. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Boss Up podcast. We are so excited to share our lives with you every single week. We hope that the content we produce creates in you a desire to live a more happy and fulfilled life, whether that's for your health, for your family, for yourself, or for your marriage, whatever it's for, we're here for it. Whatever you want from your life, we want that too. If you want more information about us, you can find me on my website at uh, lindsaytm.com or on Instagram. My handle is at lindsayteague
1: and at Michael R. Moreno.
0: We would love to connect with you guys out in the wild. So come and find us uh, and feel free to email us with any questions that you guys have. All right, guys, All it's right. time for that time of the day where we do our lightning round. Would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> All right, Michael. <laughs> would you rather buy everything you see an advertisement for <laughs> or get fired out of a cannon into orbit?
1: Oh, Buy everything for sure. I, you'd mean, be broke. Abs- I mean, you'd well, have to buy a bunch
0: of crazy stuff. I just wouldn't look at things. Yeah, that's true. We just won't watch things. I TV just anymore. would try not to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Would you rather be haunted by a life sized Furby? Oh, wow. Yeah. Or get plastic surgery to look like Marilyn Manson?
1: <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs>
0: Please say the Furby. Wait,
1: okay, so the Furby, <laughs> is he trying to kill me? I'm haunt- haunted, oh, haunted, you're haunted. Yeah, I'll take haunted, man.
0: Did I say haunted or hunted? I might have said hunted, but it's haunted. haunted. Would you rather be haunted by a life sized Furby or get plastic surgery to look like? me? Oh, yeah, I'll deal with
1: the Furby because then I'll make him. I'll turn him into my best friend and think he's cuddly. Okay, great. Excellent. I don't actually know if
0: I can live with you. if Either of those things. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather have Dwight Schrute from the office as your partner in life or have penis feet? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, sad. You're going to have to give me well, I, up. Well, I couldn't walk. Right. That would suck.
1: I mean, me and Dwight are going to, you know, plant a beet farm. Make and some beets. We're going to beat it up, man. Aw. <laughs> oh, we have I'm to. I mean, mess. what am I going to do? I'm,
0: I, I'm not going to have those as feet. feet. I'm not going to yeah. do that. It's ridiculous. No, no. that would. That's a lot of blood in your that's feet. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> team
0: even talking oh about it. Oh, my God. All right, guys. I hope you guys have a really great week. We'll see you guys back here for episode
1: four. <laughs> see you next week.